Welcome to the Milk Bottle Shopify e-commerce podcast, brought to you by Milk Bottle Labs, officially Ireland's top-rated Shopify experts. Milk Bottle Labs build, upgrade, migrate, and market Shopify and Shopify Plus stores all over the world. Not happy with your current platform? Milk Bottle will migrate you onto Shopify with zero interruption, guaranteed. Are you already using Shopify? Why not hire Milk Bottle to optimize your store and maximize store sales? This podcast is kindly supported by the Point of Sale Store, Europe's largest online provider of point of sale hardware. Now over to your host, founder of Milk Bottle Labs, Keith Matthews. Hey folks, welcome to episode 9 of the Milk Bottle Shopify e-commerce podcast. Today I chat to Kerr Whitaker, a former early employee of Shopify, who was tasked with the marketing partner program across the world. With his vast experience of the Shopify ecosystem, Kerr now helps Shopify agencies and developers build their brand and grow their business across the world. Kerr is also organizing an after event at this year's Shopify Unite, so Kerr gives us some details on his planned debrief. So here goes. Kerr Whitaker, thank you very much for joining us today. How are you? I'm very well, Keith. Thank you for having me. Pleasure as always. Kerr, I was racking my brain. Would you believe it? We have an anniversary this month. Uh, the first time we met was in May 2016 when you emceed our first ever meetup. So I will publicly thank you for kicking off our series of meetups in Dublin. So thank you. That was a pleasure, but I, I question the anniversary simply. I, I believe, did we not meet before that in London uh, when good friend of ours, Gavin Ballard, hosted a sort of yes uh, advanced Shopify workshop uh, on, a, on a very hot day. I think we bumped into you in a, in a cafe just across the road, yeah. I, I stand corrected publicly. Thank you, Kerr. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think that's when myself and P- Peter were across and you, you both came to that. We did a lot that day. We did a, a little meetup in the evening where we had some, some talks and panels as well over near London Bridge. I'm not sure if you joined us for that, but uh, I think that was the first time we met. Yeah, you're right. I think we scooted away because it was a team workshop that Gavin was running. And I don't, don't think it was at the time it was... Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. You're right. That's that's interesting. So, so Kerr, I'm really interested to talk to you today. Obviously, we know each other a while. And since those days, we've met each other multiple occasions at, at various uh, Shopify events. Unite is coming up. For those of you who don't know, Unite is the, the annual partner conference in Toronto that Shopify run. Personally speaking, I think it's probably the best event that I've ever been to. We'll talk about that in a while. And also, Kerr, I want to get to the after event, the calling it the post-Unite after party. Is that it? <laughs> Not quite party, no. Uh, it's called, uh, well, you never know, it could descend. Um, uh, it's called Debrief. It's just a, an idea we had to bring sort of kind of uh, ecosystem together for one sort of final get together before people disperse. I say uh, we may touch on this, but obviously during my time at Shopify, I was very heavily involved in sort of partner partner side of things in, in, entirely during my six and a half years. And having moved on to start my own stuff, still very much in that space. And I thought it'd be really interesting to uh, take those barroom and uh, you know coffee line and food line conversations that people have, sort of analyzing the uh, the big announcements and, and the impact that it could have on people working in the space. So slightly more formal, albeit informal uh, setting. So it's just, uh, yeah, it's a half-day event on the on the Friday after Unite just for uh, Shopify partners, app developers to come together and kind of, uh, you know, see what we think about what's been announced and uh, what it means for us all, you know, in, in, a, in a positive way moving forward for the next 12 months. Great. I will, and we'll, we'll refer to that again uh, before the end. Anytime we met in the past, 
you were always traveling. So let's just go back to, you spent just under seven years in, in Shopify. You traveled a lot. I mean, it, Shopify brought you obviously around Canada, the US, Europe. I remember at one point you even, you even landed in, in India. We did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just give us kind of an insight, you know, into, into the first experience with Shopify in the early days and, and how it changed and how it grew. Just give us some sort of an insight into that. Yeah, sure. So I think when I first joined Shopify, kind of on a sort of part-time basis, probably at the beginning of that relationship, I think they had around 20,000 merchants, just around 100 employees. Um, This was back in sort of 2012, I guess. And I'd never worked for a company like that. And I'm sure I would never will again. It was, um, it was, it was really exciting to, to be part of that and sort of, uh, especially from a distance. I'm not sure if I was the, the only person in the UK at that time or, or one of them, uh, certainly one of the very first few. But the idea was to help build out the partner program. So, uh, and that was at the time, a lot of uh, freelancers and small agencies. And how could we take what Shopify offered, which was a hosted commerce platform. And, it, you know, at the time it made things that were traditionally very difficult, very easy. E-commerce, I always used to joke, was a kind of a big box software thing, big servers, big costs. And uh, as someone who knew HTML, CSS and things like WordPress, and I sort of applied my trade in that for some time, uh, it was very much off limits. And so I think I liked uh, and very much embraced the idea that this was something that you could you could learn themes and you could learn how Shopify worked. And, and themes were basically uh, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, and this kind of missing part of the quadrant being the liquid template language. And then you could uh, offer you know, robust e-commerce to your clients. And I think that was very, very exciting. But it was um, it was an interesting challenge sort of going out there to sort of web design conferences or, you know, approaching blogs and uh, publications to, to write about Shopify because at the time, even though it'd been around a few years, it was still very nascent. It was still very new. So a lot of the focus we did was trying to, you know, raise awareness, spread the word uh, through events, through education, through bringing partners together and sharing their their journeys and experiences to to inspire others. And that's something that absolutely carried through the sort of tenure that I had at Shopify in terms of so sort of, you know friendly leverage is a term I use where we we took uh, people like yourselves and, and shared your stories you know it's very inspiring to see people who uh, have you know grown from the back bedroom to 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 run companies and that they're, they're not as rare as you think it's it's, it's uh, a lot of people are doing this so it's very inspiring and did you at the time you know when you when you first entered could you put hand on heart and honestly say that you knew that there was something explosive and something game-changing, you know, worldwide about to happen with Shopify? I don't think I'm clever enough to spot those trends. I, I wish I was. But it definitely felt very exciting and, and fast-paced. And, you know, certainly in the first couple of years, the, the numbers were, you know, definitely going up and to the right uh, in terms of the number of merchants and adoption and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think... I think I noticed a, a shift in terms of the reaction people got uh, when you said you worked at Shopify sort of a couple of years in, so maybe 2013, 14. Many more people around the world had heard of it. Many more people were using it and didn't seem as niche in terms of a technology that people would adopt. Now, I think I'd be hard pushed to to admit to predicting the uh, the kind of... Uh, you know, rocket ship growth, as they they, they term it, um, for the for these companies uh, since then. No, okay. And your role. Another thing I used to observe when I met you was, you, you know, you could be sitting at a lunch with a developer and you could have a coding conversation, and yet then you you could also have a a marketing conversation with us or a customer conversation. So, what was your primary role in Shopify? Because you have a, a pretty wide breadth of experience. So, what was your ultimate role? 
So yeah, it really started out being kind of sort of advocate for, for designers, um, front end really. It was to kind of go out there and engage with with people who had those kind of web web skills, HTML, CSS, JavaScript to kind of enlighten them to how Shopify worked in terms of themes and then obviously through uh, how you leverage those themes using Liquid. But to your point, I think it's, uh, yeah, I think I've a, a quite a varied bag of skills, uh, some some better than others. And so I've always been interested in kind of small business and and, and how people sort of grow their businesses and, and marketing as well, which is you know, arguably what, what we were doing. We were marketing the partner program. We were marketing the potential and opportunity that Shopify offered people. So as a business opportunity, as opposed to to someone actually selling on it, I often used to say, you know, I'd like, you know as much as I'd like to convince you to open up your own store, I'd prefer to teach you how to create 10. Uh, and that was kind of the, the sort of thing that drove me in that respect. But I think it just had a wide fascination with uh, sort of uh, small business and companies and, and, and marketing and that kind of stuff. Some some skills deeper than others, but it was primarily uh, marketing the, the, the partner program and getting people like yourselves, I guess, uh, interested in the opportunity that uh, Shopify sort of you know proposed. It's interesting that you talk about the opportunity because we just returned back from a partner gathering with Shopify Plus in London and there was a motivational speaker there, um, Pat Slattery, and he observed the room before he went on stage. And in his eyes, he believes that the opportunity has just begun. Interesting. So I hope he's right. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't obviously there for, for that session, but I think, yeah, I think in terms of e-commerce and how kind of you know, commerce done th- online and uh, sort of even in store, how all the bits intertwine, it, it's not going to go away. So I think it's it, it's a really interesting space to see how technology will impact that, but also how I think, uh, you know, there's some really interesting apps and developments and hardware around how it will impact, you know, uh, traditional retail bricks and mortar stores as well. And I think that's very, very untapped at the moment. Absolutely agreed. And um, so, Kerr, when did you leave Shopify? Last December, uh, December, what are we now? 2018. Yeah. So did you go to the Caribbean and sun yourself for a few months or did you just get back into your new gig <laughs> straight into it? Well, did, you've forgotten and we bumped into each other on the beat? No. <laughs> no, I, I took some time out and just kind of, you know, it's quite, it's, I've been in the workplace for 20 plus years, but I think it was when I did the maths, it was the, the, the place that I'd worked the longest. And so I think, um, yeah, just took a took a deep breath. I think it's good to leave. leave. Leaving companies is hard. I don't know if what your experiences are, but I wanted to leave at a, a time that felt right and on, on a bit of a high, which we did after uh, the end of Pursuit, which was a series, as you, you mentioned at the beginning, a series of events we did around the world, including India. Um, so that felt like a really good time to to, to, to move on uh, for some new challenges. Um, so I took a bit of time out, but then kind of, yeah, got got stuck in um, in January of this year with the, with the new gig. So, Kerr, explain to us what you're exactly what you're doing at the moment. Having to create your own website and, and your own value prop is, is really tricky. I, I love doing it for other people, and that's certainly something I've been involved in since January. But doing your uh, your own site and uh, your own positioning, I, I think, is probably one of the hardest challenges of um, setting up your own business. But so the way I pitch it is, it's product and engagement marketing. So you have a product, whether it be an app. Uh, or themes in our space, and you kind of want to, you know, raise awareness of it. Uh, you want to kind of help educate the people that use your app or, or your theme to to get the most from it. So, with the view that they'll stay around longer, be be more proficient users of it. That in turn can you know, help reduce the amount of support that you have to offer. So, look at things like you know, how do you describe your app? How do people see themselves uh, needing the app? Who, who else is using it? And what customer stories have you got on your site or that you're sharing through through other channels? So, it's kind of a lot of uh, strategy around that. Uh, I call it kind of audit and road mapping. So 
We'll look at everything from why people are maybe churning, look at some of the numbers, do a bit of a deep dive on that and pricing. And then we'll sort of look about some of the language that you may use, what, what are other people in the space using in, in terms of dis- description of apps and functionality. And then a lot of content, you know, how, how are you using education to, to reduce your support debt or indeed entice new people to use your app? So it's kind of, um, I guess, strategy at that point. Um, but I like to come up with kind of a, a plan of attack. So, you know, here's through collaboration, we can work out the things that you feel comfortable with and represent you well and, and sort of uh, get you get you started. And oftentimes it's with people who've done exceptionally well, but haven't really put or had the um, the time or, or, or resources to put towards what we, we call marketing. So that's kind of where I'm at working with uh, most of the app companies at the moment in, in the Shopify space. And so obviously, Having met a lot of talented people over the years, it's uh, it's been nice to work with them in uh, in a different capacity. We had Bjorn from Forsberg Plus Two on on the podcast. We initially met Bjorn back in 2016, pro- probably around a similar time to yourself, right? And one one of the points that he made, I mean, Bjorn is, I suppose, some people refer to Bjorn as one of the OGs of the Shopify <laughs> system. And um, one of the points he made on the podcast, which actually was very well made, was the fact that you know, as an app developer you're coding and you're you're trying to create a solution which is going to to fix a problem and marketing and branding and that kind of you know higher level marketing strategy is usually isn't within the skill set of the of the management team or the owners so do you see what you're doing as does it represent a, an opportunity within the overall opportunity i would assume that there's probably plenty of people looking for that service the opportunity yeah i just had to dissect that for a moment no no i think i think so yeah i mean i've been staggered by the you know the quality of apps out there and the success that they've achieved. And, you know, they said, oh, we just, we just not had time. We just not had time to really put any thought into this. So, you know, you've come along at a good time, um, which is great, you know, and oftentimes people know what they want to say uh, and you can just guide them towards, you know, the, the right point, if you will. You don't necessarily have to, there's no big reveal during these things. I think it's, it's the collaboration that sparks the ideas and, and people, then sort of come to, oh, yeah, we were thinking that, but we just weren't sure. And uh, as, as Kurt Elster once said to me, sometimes you just have to give permission to people to to go down a route they want to go to. So there's definitely an element of that. But again, sometimes, you know, when you, you know this yourself, I'm sure, Keith, when, when you're deep into a project or an app, if you've ever built a software of any sort, you, you can't always be that um, objective about it. You can't always be that rational about it because you're so closely aligned to it. It's it's a very precious thing. And so I think um, working with someone external to the company who can question you and who can, in a sense, uh, as consultancy is, you know, it's an opinion in a sense, uh, a well-informed one, hopefully, uh, you can say, well, I don't think you're right. And oftentimes when you're in a company, you, you can't do that. And so I think adding that level of objectivity and experience is, is, is kind of something that a lot of people seem to value. And Kerr, is there a, a particular market or vertical that you're going after? Uh, no, geographically very open, uh, as as you said earlier. Uh, quite quite enjoy a bit of travel, but obviously nowadays you can do most of it through the you know hangout or what have you. But I think it's always nice to sort of get together at least once with a client just to make sure that you know you're on the same page and you know get to know them uh, outside of that. But um, no, I think uh, apps is uh, Shopify focused apps is kind of a really interesting space at the moment. It's it's very different to the theme store, which is quite I'd say closed, but I mean that in the truest sense. So you know it is very very few uh, participants in that. But apps is um, you know it's a very big area and it's, uh, it's, it's very challenging, and people are you know producing similar apps to do similar things. And so how you position yourself, how you talk about yourself, and the kind of activities you do around your your apps and your brand and, and things like that, I think can can make a difference. And not only 
to your standing within the ecosystem, but also helping people, yeah, helping people understand why why your apps for them, you know. And I often find myself saying to people, why should I why should I care about your app? What and then you get a defensive response, and that's what you want because you want people to to really justify why you should buy into their app. And it's like, well, what you've just told me is not represented on your site, is not represented in your content. Well, let's bottle that and 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 try and push push that out because that's um, you know that's really valuable stuff you've just said. So, Kerr, Friday the twenty first of June is. The week of Unite. After Unite, you've got the debrief uh, 2019, which is planned. Give us some detail on where you came up with the idea. I'm intrigued because for me, if I was to attend Unite this year, and some of our team are actually going, and it's probably the only event that we absolutely make sure that, you know, as many people in the team are available to go to as possible because it's we regard it as a priority. So give us a, a background to debrief and, and why anybody like Millbottle Labs should attend. So, so I'm excited by Unite. I mean, I think um, I, I've had the privilege of working on uh, the first three in, in various capacities. And so um, that, uh, that feeling of uh, excitement and dread on that day when, when the lights go up uh, will be different this year for me. I'll, I'll be sat there and, uh, you know, soaking it all up, which, which will be a very pleasant change. But I think, you know, the, the impact of what happens at Unite um, and the announcements are made and the future direction, if, if that shared of Shopify, will affect everyone there. And uh, obviously all the teams of the agencies and, and companies that uh, are represented there. And I think anyone who's been to a conference or any kind of get-together, yes, the content's super important and a lot of effort goes into to producing it and it's informative and you know, there's news and announcements and all that. But I think it's the, it's the conversations you have with people outside of that. As I said earlier, when you, you know, you're grabbing a coffee or you're bumping into someone or you, know, you introduce me to someone, you realize you've got a lot of common ground. And the idea really just stemmed from, well, what if we kind of talk all those conversations that people speak so highly about, you know, the little the remarks as you're queuing up for something and, and turn it into something a little bit bigger. Um, again, nothing super formal. It's it's not a conference. It's very much a kind of get together of people um, who are working in the Shopify ecosystem to uh, analyze in a really positive way the announcements and the kind of impact it will have on people. So there'll be four panels. Um, they'll focus around uh, apps and development, themes and front end, uh, kind of uh, the Shopify economy, which you can read that as kind of the agency side of things and client services, and then uh, the final one will will take a you know a stab in the dark that we can uh, look look back on in twelve months and see how right we were uh, when we try and predict some trends for the next twelve months. So there'll be four panels, lots of audience participation. It's meant to be uh, designed to be very inclusive. The people on the stage are um, as important uh, as as the people in the audience. It's meant to be very open. And after it, we're going to uh, collate a lot of the talks and opinions and ideas into a report, uh, along with some of um, exclusive content from the people who've uh, kindly supported it, our patrons, and make that into the debrief report. And uh, again, that will be made available for free download, um, hopefully about four to six weeks afterwards. That's something very different. So there'll be quite a bit of effort in editing then on your part. So yeah. as a Unite attendee, you get the, the juicy stuff, all of the updates, all of the platform improvements from Shopify, and then you get access to some experienced and clever partners, agencies, developers in the room and get their opinion too. And it, and it gets documented yeah. and sent to you. Yeah. It's a big undertaking from you, but it's a pretty good deal, I think, for the attendees of Unite. I hope so. Yeah, as I say, there's, there's a small cover charge, $35. Uh, really just our aim is to, as I say, you know, I'm working in this space now. I, I worked on, on, the, on the other side for a long time and I'm relishing the, uh, the opportunities now, leveraging the platform and working with partners and stuff myself. So I thought it would be, yeah, really a really good way to kind of 
uh, yeah, as as the name suggests, debrief on on the uh, on the show, and yeah, a, a lot of people are flying out that night, so it'll be a good opportunity to to say uh, you know goodbye and then see you in twelve months, and so hopefully all being well, we'll uh, you know we'll do it again next year, and uh, we can laugh at ourselves uh, as particularly around our predictions and see how right or wrong we were. Yeah, it's funny, you know, about two years ago in San Francisco, the electricity went. Was it United in 2017 or? It was, yeah, I remember it very well, yeah. There was a couple of Irish developers went over and I remember they joined us at one of our meetups after and one of them said something very, very interesting. And he mentioned that when the electricity went, everybody started to talk to each other. Yeah, absolutely. He said it was actually quite interesting because, you know, he ended up talking to people that he normally would never have spoken to other than that event. So. I suppose what what you're really doing is you're giving another opportunity for punters to possibly network even deeper after the event. So to me, it seems like great value. So what we'll do, Kerr, we'll touch base after after the event. I'd love to get your feedback on on how you feel that it went and how successful it was. Yeah, no, it'd be an absolute pleasure. But yeah, exactly to your point, uh, I think that 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 unite was 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 uh, was fascinating uh, when the electricity went. I remember being in line the next morning in the Starbucks office at the hotel, and there's a guy in front of me, tall guy, and he had this kind of white line just around the back of his neck. And I thought, I I don't need to be Columbo to work out where you were yesterday. You, you were still outside the Fort Mason Center with your badge, uh, you know, still on getting a tan and chatting to people. It was, yeah, it, it was, uh, I thought there'd be so much anger, but everyone seemed really, really happy with that day. And, um, you know, everyone still talks about it. So it's funny how things go. Kerr, where are you based? I'm assuming that you're in some sort of remote part of the UK. Uh, well, remote, yes, uh, to you at least, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I live in uh, Bath in the southwest of uh, England, um, which is pretty, it's like 12 miles from Bristol, which I'm pretty sure you came to when we did our first... Uh, a day with Shopify. I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, that was a very selfish endeavor. Kat and I, who was on my team at the time, uh, live here. So we, we thought we'd, uh, we'd host it there. But, uh, yeah, I've been down here 11 years. And prior to that, we moved from the East End of London. Yeah. So I think we moved to here in 2008. Uh, so yes, the years are racking up. Kerr, thank you very, very much for joining us today. And we will chat again after the post unite debrief. Brilliant. Thank you so much for the opportunity to chat with you. Thanks for listening to the Milk Bottle Shopify e-commerce podcast. All of our episodes are available on Spotify and iTunes. We really appreciate the support of our sponsor, thepointofsale.store. If you'd like to sponsor an episode in the future or join Keith, simply reach out to the team on milkbottlelabs.com. Until the next time, take care.